0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, the sports detention football show. Back live all together. The crew is back. Potty,
1: Berta, Coszy, how are we going, fellas? Great, mate, great. Always uh, always good to be in a Monday Monday night and chat a bit of football. Um, yeah, so fantastic. What about you, Berta? Yeah, mate, I'm on um, I'm on top of the world. Um
2: yeah. <laughs> mm. Just thought I'd yeah no hello to all the listeners out there no it's it's um yeah you're wearing a tank top mate
0: for the uh because this is obviously a listening realm but uh, for the listeners you're wearing a tank top that's how good things are going
2: mm. oh, pff, the world is good I can wear whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't stand up Cozzy, how you feeling mate <laughs> on
0: top of the world
3: uh no I'm uh. <laughs> Yeah, just knocked off my perch a little bit this week, to be honest, boys, but um, there's more football to come, so I, I'm hoping for some uh, more points and get back up the top, overtake those Reds, but uh, I was just thinking, uh, Berta, what, what did you say, you can wear whatever you want? That sounds like your Saturday nights. That- <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely, and there's no, no shame in this, that sounds like it was trying to be an insult, but I just, I just, I just do me. That's a wrap.
0: <laughs> uh boys uh, what's caught your eye throw it around the grounds has anyone got anything that's uh, that's jumped out at them before we get in the headlines
2: I'd, i just had a bit of a funny one i was watching right at the end of the arsenal and villa game it got a bit heated kai havertz and emmy martinez bit of a collision <laughs> and just the way they went at it for a solid 30 seconds it looked like they were the going to be the undercard for the next ufc i mean Mm. yeah I mean the boys play football Emmy's a bit of a loose cannon isn't he? I <laughs> know oh, well he's an emotional <laughs> South American much shout out yeah. to the Buenos Aires people that listen but um, yeah come on boys we, we play football, drop the tough act and, and fa- yeah fair play
0: to Emmy because he, he gives zero fucks. because remember the Brazilian police were trying to batten the Argentinian fans and he jumped up in the crowd and grabbed the batten like mm. he I mean he's he's well and truly a loose cannon.
2: Yeah, well, he showed it the other night, too. He actually chased after Kai Havertz and had the had the crazy eyes, but, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> Hungry eyes, you say? Mm. <laughs> Hungry eyes.
0: <laughs> um, what's caught my eye, fellas? Uh, Carragher, mm. a true toffee. Jamie Carragher. So, so, I mean, the suggestions are that Jamie Carragher was, uh, you know, he's obviously a legend in Liverpool circles for his playing days, but he's actually a, an Everton fan. mm and um, so Chelsea fans the other day were were singing at the at the match and the chant of feed the Scousers because it's Christmas time. Mm. So every year the old chant on the terraces goes feed the Scousers, let them know that it's Christmas time. Obviously, you know, a slight dig on the, uh, you know, the socioeconomic status mm. of, of Liverpool. <laughs> anyway, so Jamie Carragher's come out. And he's absolutely, you know, he's tweeted out there saying, oh, when Everton scored, just going get that into your Chelsea. You know, you deserve it for all the rubbish you've been singing. So I reckon that was an excuse for him to actually barrack for Everton. To actually say where his allegiances lie. Yeah. Mm. But that is a funny chant, like, seriously. Mm. Feed the Scousers, let them know it's Christmas time. <laughs> it's, it is funny. Uh, anything else?
3: Oh boys, you know how I love a good transportation story when it comes to the Premier League and this one caught my eye um, flicking through the uh, pages of the Sun. West Ham fans are travelling down the River Tyne, is it? Uh, On their way to the game on the weekend and their, the boat they were travelling in actually got stuck under a bridge. It was one oh, of those scenarios good. where you, you know when you <laughs> see those trucks that just think they can fit under the bridge and they just can't. <laughs> so here they were, all singing and chanting, uh, all of a sudden they yeah. came to a grinding halt. That's a ripper. <laughs> or is, Much like their Premier League side on the in the game uh, as
0: well. Or that absolute dickhead who rents a Winnebago and then goes to the Coles shopping centre and goes under the, ground parking <laughs> and takes the roof off
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just go oh, whoops oh well, uh, you, you've seen the videos on youtube with a bloke whose um his truck comes up and he oh, slips into yeah. a bridge <laughs> oh, oh very good very beautiful.
0: good radio headlines of the week guys potty what do you got
1: oh I'll tell you what mate you have picked it like a snotty nose Mm. Uh, Nostradamus over here Now uh, Double game week brings the wobbles A few big clubs are getting the shakes uh, What do we think boys Likely c- to continue over the Christmas period uh, A lot of football happening I mean uh, Obviously uh, City um, uh, Struggled the other day And uh, Cosy Arsenal as you know uh, Had a close escape against Luton And then lost over the weekend And um, yeah Yeah uh, United went down as well, mate. So did yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> they did, mate. Did they? Uh, and um, yeah, so what do we think, boys? The big names? Are we going to be? Are we going to be? Is this? Will this continue, or is this the wake up call?
3: Uh, yeah. So I think there was some a lot of goals on the weekend. A lot of goals in the last couple of weeks. I think I heard on the weekend something like there's been one nil or draw in the whole Premier League season this year, yeah. or, or, or maybe none. That's I'm not great. Sure. Like yeah. it's incredible, incredible. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, You'll have to tell someone at the NFL yeah. because <laughs> the Vikings beat the Raiders 3-0 today. <laughs> that is not
1: four oh, hours it's well spent. Four right hours,
0: there. yeah. So, But anyway, well, I digress. If you want to hear more about that, Sports Detention Podcast is where you'll get it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well. Um. You know. Uh,
0: I think the Christmas the Christmas period is jam packed with fixtures. That's yeah. obviously you know the exciting part about it. But I mean, gee, I hope it continues to throw up these these sort of results because it's fun to watch.
1: Mm, yeah, I'd love the results to keep coming mm. the same yeah. way they have been. Uh,
3: well, Manchester City are going to struggle without Harlan, who could be potentially out for a couple of weeks. They struggled to get shots on target against Villa earlier in the week um, and then they struggled again against Luton so. now
0: I'm not going to I can't see on the run sheet anybody else who's going to dive into the Manchester City discussion um, is that a handball in their goal today or it, did, am I seeing things am I hoping to see things so in the lead up to the goal did it hit the player's hand and then they gained an advantage of it which then led to the breakaway or am I just reaching for things
3: no, I saw the goal you're talking about. You're talking about further up the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, so I was on the halfway <laughs> yeah, line. I think it was Julio So if we're talking out, about out Kai there. Havertz,
0: Kai Havertz doesn't get a goal because it hits his hand mm. because they're in a goal-line scramble. There's, and we talk about it happening in the box all the time. If there's advantage gained, which then leads to a goal from a handball, they're pulling it back inside the box. Is that not go back to you know, the 40-yard line where... When he turns the player, the defender, and there's a scramble, he gets the advantage. But it's hit his in hand in the process of that. I don't, I don't
3: know. I I oh, I think you I think you're missing the point there, Grego. Though uh, uh, Habits plays for Arsenal, oh. right? <laughs> so that's why it's handball.
1: So, calm down, Mikel. You know. oh. <laughs> oh here we go. Fucking oh. wow. Let's
0: no, 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 let's let's not go too early,
2: gents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's oh, not go too himself. early. Rightio. Shut up, Berta, Jürgen.
0: what's your headline, mate?
2: Oh, it's, yeah. Well, is Jürgen Costa finished? Um, all right. We're <laughs> <laughs> not going early. <laughs> no, well, mine's, mine's not so much my own headline. It's a headline that I saw, and I, I thought, with the spirit of this podcast, it's a good one, but um, the head, headline was Ten Hag on borrowed time. Will another big defeat to Liverpool? be the final straw and I don't
3: know I, <laughs> <laughs> I pissed myself when I read that headline <laughs> this bloke's got a lot of straws he's got a lot of straws mate. Oh, oh. Mate. But did you, what, what,
1: what do you think
2: did you see him at the end of the game on against boor, mate, uh,
1: you'll be live.
0: eating out of a straw
2: soon mm. <laughs> no did you see, have you seen the video of the fans there was one fan that took a video put it over the internet and it was just he stood on the sideline at the end of the game for I don't know Thirty seconds to a minute, just by himself, no players around him, and he looked like a man that was just—I don't know—frustrated, bereft of ideas, or just like I, I yeah. don't know what to do with these these players. Did you see it? I would assume there were—I
0: would assume there were sixty thousand other fans doing the exact same thing mm. after that performance. Yeah.
2: Like I mean, but you know, standing they there and yeah. just—they don't really count. It's the coach that needs to, you know walk to the players, clap the crowd just, think, he just stood there like he's like he was alone. It's inexcusable the way you know to
0: play so poorly against Newcastle to have somewhat of a you know a bounce back of that against Chelsea, but then to play so poorly again on the weekend I mean it's you know that's inexcusable that's on the that's on the players they've got to go out and perform, you know, and yeah I'm I think there is going to be, inherently, there's going to be pressure. But um, me as a fan, where I stand with this, is Ten Hag on borrowed time. I mean, the that'll, that'll sell articles, that'll sell newspapers, that'll get clicks online. But at the end of the day, I still firmly place blame at the foot of the Glazers. You know, we're still going through this whole process of Sir Jim Ratcliffe coming in and buying 25%. And for someone buying 25% and reportedly getting full control of the football department tells you where the problem lies. Because why would, if the football department, which I think every fan would argue is the most important thing within a football club is the football, if you're willing to give or relinquish control over that for 25% of the product, tells you what they think about Manchester United Football Club. And their ability To run it
1: Regarding Tan Hard So United currently Sit in um, Sixth place 27 points At but the beginning Of the year Were you expecting Them Like I get The inconsistencies And I imagine The frustration um, For a Man United Fan
0: You want to see Us kick on yeah. Like we, we won A trophy last year And got into The Champions League You'd be looking For continued Progress on that And would you say That we've got it At this point in time No But I mean, the only saving grace is the like the results on the weekend. You've mm. got other teams around us dropping points.
2: Greg, I'm just I'm just looking at the table here. Goals for for the, the top teams is around is around the mid 30s. Like they're all 38, 33, 35. Oh yeah, oh, Man United yes, have scored yes.
0: 18 goals. That's yeah, it's ugly. It's disgusting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, yeah, it's
0: it's that bad. Scott Matome is our top scorer.
2: Yeah not uh, it's
0: bad yeah i understand that yeah and I, I i can't disagree with that yeah but that it's that, that brings know.
2: brings me back to my point or more so the the point of the article if if they're not scoring goals they're not winning games i don't know you, you, you keep saying the players but the the manager sooner or later has to be looked at
0: yeah i i th- i think that especially fans who aren't fans of Manchester United don't really understand the diabolical state of financial fair play that our club's in. You know, we're not, we're not making the money that we were five years ago because of a range of things, uh, circumstances around COVID, around that incoming of, of funding. And we've also, we're, you know, getting to the point where the club's selling 25% of itself, you know, but on top of that, that's really, you know, restricting the ability to go out and buy players. Like we, if Manchester United were operating the way Manchester United should be operating, Harry Kane would be our striker. Harry Kane would have been bought by us. You know, if we're talking, you know, 2007, 2005, 2006, when Sir Alex Ferguson was regenerating the squad for that second push after the treble... He's buying players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney. He's buying all these players that were then get a peak in 2008 when we won the Champions League. There is none of that at this point in time. You know, we're buying Marcel Sabitzer on loan. Vout Veghorst. you know, Sofyan Amrabat. Like that but that's not around the willing or the the lack of intent or want from the manager that's just around the way the club has been run into the ground financially
3: would you call them band-aid solution
0: absolutely it is basically i need a player and i need i know the and eric Ten Hag's getting a lot of grief for it but he's going i need a player i know this player i've coached them before i know they can do the job for me bring them in and the club's going oh well, that f- fits our financial framework let's go Mm-hmm. You know, Ralph Ragnick got a lot of grief, but when he said it wasn't open heart surgery, it was basically, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Sorry, I think it was. It wasn't a rebuild. It's open heart surgery. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> like he was not wrong. The club needs open heart surgery, not the football team, not just the football team. But anyway, I digress.
3: Yep. <laughs> My headline boys. My up next. Yep. Yeah, go for it, mate. Uh, just, just a quick one. What's the difference between a Manchester, uh, between Manchester United and a mosquito? A mosquito stops sucking after a while. <laughs> so, righto. My- <laughs> yeah. Mate. So my headline this that's week. That's a that's a boys, big call coming bl- from you. <laughs> the Blues are in dreamland. So, uh, pop this one in earlier tonight Which one? into the run sheet, but. Which Blues, that's right. So, Potty, sorry, it's not your Everton. I oh. thought I'd <laughs> jump down the table a little bit further. I didn't want to take you know, take your thunder. Chelsea. But, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. I want to talk about Chelsea, boys. So, Chelsea, of course, have had a really disappointing week as well. And when I was having a look at through some of the newspaper articles, uh, one thing caught my eye. The Potch, he's calling for January transfers. He says that they don't have a strong enough squad, and they need to spend money. Like, so this guy has spent one billion on new players since Todd Bowley's arrived, or not since Poch has been there, but since Todd Bowley, they've spent three hundred and eighty-five million in the last January transfer window, and then they spent four hundred and thirty million in the in the uh, in the summer just gone. So now they they're saying they don't have enough fun. They don't have enough players. What do you think? Are I they would they suggest
0: sort? that your headline maybe selling it short they're not in dreamland they're in the k-hole they're they're smack they're smacked out you know on heavy drugs laying in this in a gutter somewhere that's <laughs> what sort of dreams they're in because they're playing awful and uh yeah oh. it's
3: it's yeah, bad so here's another one for you. you know i love my stats so this year chelsea of all the teams that were in the premier league last year and this year have played 39 games and they've only won 39 points. Now, that's the lowest in the Premier League out of any mm. team that's been in there this year and last year. So 39 points in 39 games. It's interesting
0: because if they've got 39 points out of 39 games, if they drew every game and they were called Arsenal, they'd be invincibles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably get a nice trophy. they'd, and they'd, they'd make
3: themselves their own trophies. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: the Mikkel Arteta cup. Oh, um.
3: so what do you think? Do you think Potch is dreaming, or will he get it? I money? don't know. I
0: he'll get it. I listened to a, a Chelsea fan on a podcast um, about a week ago because obviously they're playing United, and they do not like Bowley. So um, look, even if they do get more signings, I don't know how they're doing it financially. But you know they've got a bloated squad at the moment. They've got a young squad. I mean, is it what they need? Or I mean, they are horrible at the moment. Like, yeah, you might want to bring in some new faces to, you know, try and get a bit of a bit of a kick. But I mean, where's the big picture for Chelsea? Other than you know getting charged with financial irregularities, I, I don't see.
2: Do- yeah. Uh, that guy they got from Brighton, the unremarkable one, does has he even does he play much? I can't even. The
0: bloke who knocked back Liverpool.
2: The yeah, the unremarkable fella. Like I can't even remember his name, is that insignificant, but does he play much? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dunno don't know, don't know, mate. Oh so he's a house he's a household oh, name mate. then. Are you talking about Conor uh, Connor Gallagher? Oh, no, some, some, yeah, some like South American dude. And, oh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I, do, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, what else you got, Coles?
3: Edit. Oh, so my other headline this week is that a tight ship at Villa. Mm. So just looking at Villa this week and how they've been travelling, um, and a few things mm. I, I noticed in the game against City um, and obviously the game against Arsenal. Um, they're doing something that a lot of teams uh, aren't doing. I think um, the closest Winning. that any team's coming, yeah, knocking off the two Arsenal Man- and uh, Manchester <laughs> City. Um, the closest anyone's sort of coming to this is, and I, I regret to say this, but uh, Postecoglou at Tottenham. Mm. So you watch Villa closely, Potti and on against City the other night. We're talking high Manchester lines here, Pot- City, uh because.
0: We're yeah, talking high lines. We
3: are so the Man City only had two shots on target, boys, and the fewest ever by a Manci- uh, by a Guardiola team mm. in Europe. Yep. So, and that's all the teams that he's coached. And what's happening is, yeah, it's high lines. Exactly right, Grego. So, and one of the stats to, that points this out is so Posta Podicoglu at Tottenham. We all remember that game about two months ago when they had about two players sent off. Chelsea. Yeah. I think it was mm. against Chelsea. Yep. Yep. And then they kept playing that high line, and then Chelsea ended up winning by three or four goals, whatever it was. So most opponents caught offside. So Tottenham, 48. They're second on the list. How many do you think Aston Villa have had this season?
0: Mm, Caught offside. Caught offside.
3: Caught offside. Tottenham's second on 48. Fulham's third on 42. Let's go go 60. 75. 75. 75. So nearly... Nearly twice as many, yeah, um, as as this third and fourth place on that. Mm. So they're they're really doing something different, mm. and I mean, the proof's in the pudding. It's um, it's it seems to be working for them.
0: But also, too, you got to be. Um, I noticed, and and I watched a few of the sort of um, replays in terms of the the analysis of it. They've got it. You got to be on the ball, though. Like, I mean, it's very easy. There, there was a few instances there where they caught have caught teams offside but i mean the defensive work is really really good you know like they're they're communicating and they're looking at that line and those those four at the back they're almost in sync so Mm -hmm. it's very easy you know as long as you're not making mistakes in those situations i mean it's it's effective but yeah it would be interesting to see what sides can do to try and break that
3: Arsenal just couldn't break them down. They had a couple of chances there. I think Saka put the ball in the back of the net. He got put through on goal, but it got pulled up for offside uh, pretty much straight away, and it was offside. But it was only, you know, it wasn't much in it, and they kept trying those balls over the top, and they just couldn't get the right ball. But it definitely you definitely need pressure in the midfield to for that to work, and mm. I think that's where, you know, people like John McGinn and people like that for Aston Villa are very... Uh, who's the other guy? Douglas, Louise, the guy yep. that hacked down um, Jesus in the yeah, box great, great for Arsenal tackle the other night. Yeah, um, yeah, they're doing a lot of work. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean, it's um, I mean, he's brought in Paul, Paul Torres from from Villarreal, I believe. That's where. Um, you know um you know Emery had him there and I mean he was he's a well-renowned Defender so they they've brought in players in good areas that that do the job for them I mean McGinn's a really good example you said Cozzy. because I mean he mm. he just does a job he does what he's you know he's appears to be the right uh, ingredient in that side
2: mm.
3: so yeah I just thought they're just doing something a little bit different yeah mm
0: righty my uh, headline of the week. How can this be? Potty predicting the downfall of the turn. I mean, we laughed last week when Potty was into Eddie Howe and saying that they've just had the greatest win in the club's history. And I mean, gee, a week is a long time in football because they are awful. They are dreadful. I mean, What's yeah. happened to Kieran Trippier? I <laughs> oh, mean, he's just oh. forgotten how to defend. <laughs> he was Everton's best player. Yeah, I mean. They've they've had a rough week. The tune, gee, like first Everton and then yeah, on the weekend. I mean, it was awful. They're playing poorly.
3: Trippier was terrible this he, he,
2: morning as yeah, well. He got suspended too. He's he's yeah. out now for a week as well. Trippier. He's. But Poddy, yeah. did, did you actually did you actually watch the Everton game with with Trippier in the second half? The commentator said exactly I did, exactly yeah. what you said that the best player for Everton was Kieran Trippier. He handed it. Well, he he had a, he, he handed them he, two goals.
1: He. Fl- he fluffed up the McNeil goal. Then he did the same for the Decore goal. And then he, um, he put Beto on side for the third. So, yeah,
2: three assists. No, he's, he's, he's going well. He's, um, I think he's... Yeah,
0: he
1: didn't get the points. I could give you the hot tip. <laughs> he didn't get points in
0: fantasy, either minus one. <laughs> um, and speaking of midweek games last week, uh, my second highlight of the uh, headline of the week, sorry, um, is Arsenal announced new training kit sponsors. Did you hear this one, Cosy? No. Yeah, the <laughs> the Fred Hollows Foundation. Because apparently Mikel Arteta can't see. Uh. <laughs> he he can't see when his goalkeepers make mistakes is apparently. So I mean, what an absolute flog. Absolute like at the end of that game when David Raya had made two clear errors. Let's be fair to him. And then they pressed him in the pre- in the uh, the post-match um, interview, and the, and Mikel's response was, I didn't see it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see any mistakes. No. Just like, ah, oh, give me a break. They look like they're scared shitless. Oh, mate, it's just, yeah, no. Anyway, it, what do you reckon, just, Cos? What do you yeah, reckon? I,
3: I thought this for weeks. It just smacks of that manager that's, you know, got, got a player there and it's his idea and he wants him to do well and you know and he stuffs up and he's like oh no no he'll be right he'll be right and then when he does go well he takes all the credit yeah. you know like it's it's their idea and you know they're the ones on the line so they just stick with him did, but, but, but to yeah,
0: say i didn't see it
2: and make it out as if there was it didn't happen i mean far did, out like yeah. did you happen to ca- sorry it, did you happen to catch that um when Ray had made his second mistake they they flicked to aaron ramsdale in the crowd and he's looking up at the big screen, and just at like visibly, vis- visibly laughing. And then when you realise that he was on the the whole screen in front of the Emirates, kind of like did that whole you know when you laugh and then the, and then oh. the boss walks in and then you just all of a sudden stop and look like you're working and stop smiling. It was friggin' freaking, freaking uh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>
1: Awkward. <laughs> Not a great look. Yeah. Uh.
0: But as we've mentioned before on the show, I I think it's the the issue is that this is pressure that's been brought on the squad. Um, that I think if you just came out and said, Ryans my one, he made the mistakes, I've got full faith in him," you you win more fans than you do by going, "Oh, what what happened here? What are you talking Ramsdale
3: about?" Ramsdale to United. What's that? Ramsdale t- Ramsdale to United. Oh. No, we
0: have got Andre Anana. He's a gun. They, they should be in the
3: market <laughs> for a goalkeeper.
0: Nah, Andre Anana, mate, he's the one.
3: No,
1: oh, no. Nah, nah. <sighs> happy days, happy days.
0: Righty-o, what's the time
1: for? Has to be that time. Drunk Uncle Trivia, cosy. Right, eh. What do we, we got?
3: So, uh, this week's Drunk Uncle Trivia is entitled "Your Club's Pensioners." Oh, so, yeah. um, once again, been hard at work on the statistics, boys. And this week, I've got a quiz that is all about. The longest-serving players at each Premier League club. Oh. So what I've done here is divided up the questions. Um, so you've got four questions to answer okay. here. Um, so let's jump straight in, hey? So, let's go. We're going to start with your own club, boys. So, Potty, who has been at your club the longest?
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Seamus Coleman?
3: Correct. Oh well done, Ooh, and Seamus Coleman, extra bonus point. How many years do you reckon, roughly?
1: Oh, I want to say, I don't know why. I feel like it's longer than this, but I had eleven in my head.
3: Yeah, fourteen years. Yeah. There you go.
0: Isn't it? Isn't his name Seamus? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I probably Cole Seamus Coleman. Seamus <laughs> Coleman. Um,
3: <laughs> Grego, Manchester United. Who has been at Manchester United the longest? Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw correct. How many years for a bonus oh, point? Oh,
0: he'd be going up. He'd be close to his uh, testimonial. It'd be nine years.
3: Nine years, five months. Well oh, done. Greg-o. Oh, Grego. Look at yeah. this. He's uh, just a human And the only reason
0: For all the listeners Who want to hang shit on me uh, The only reason why He's our uh, longest serving player Is because Phil Jones left us In the off season <laughs> Phil Jones Surely Who had been there longer
3: Surely not Right, hey, uh Berta So Liverpool Who's been the longest Serving Liverpool player Currently mm, in the first team Currently play? in the first team Andy Robinson Oh No. Joe Gomez.
0: Oh,
3: Guzman. Joey. Joey Joey boy. Righto now, boys. This is going to get a little bit harder. Mm? Uh, Potty. (laughs) Manchester City. Cheats. Who do you think?
1: Uh, Kevin De Bruyne.
3: Correct. Well done. Kevin De Bruyne, eight years. Uh, Grego. The mighty Gunners.
0: All oh, the mighty gunners, Uh tsh, 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 tsh. um, little, little, um, oh, Can I go? um, trying to think, Martinelli, think
3: seven Martin Odegaard, years. Martinelli, no, no, ah. Uh- no, it's uh, Mohamed El Nenny.
0: Oh, he's still playing for him. Yeah. Geez, it'd be close not with Martinelli. He's old. If you if you included the time in the academy.
3: Yep. In... Good story. Okay. Yeah, you're um... not doing it. You're not gonna.
0: You
3: uh, know. <laughs> okay. No, not gonna go there. The researchers here have enough hard enough time as it is. Righto. But Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Played a big role John in... John
2: McGinn.
3: Correct. Well done. So, Johnny McGinn. He's been at Villa for five years. Uh, Potty. Mm. Brighton.
1: Um, you mate Dunk. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs>
3: Lewis Dunk, <laughs> the second-longest-serving player in the awesome. Premier League. Selling shitloads
0: of jerseys, too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, 14 years. Righto, Grego. West Ham.
0: West Ham, longest-serving player. Um, oh, far out. Mark Noble, why did you have to retire last year? Mm.
3: Um. Oh. Is he, uh, is he captain? No.
0: Nah um Suchek No
3: mm. Aaron Cresswell's oh. been there nine years. Yeah. Uh Berta Tottenham
2: oh, Okay. Um in the current squad. It's
3: Eleven years he's been there.
2: Yeah.
3: Not yeah. currently. Yeah. Playing in the first team, Eric, oh. Eric Dyer. No. Oh, good, good guess, but no. Shrigo, you, sounds like you think you know.
0: Yeah, mate. They've they've done him in. Hugo, Hugo, Hugo Lloris.
3: Yeah, the goalkeeper, former captain. Yeah. Okay, so now that they get a bit harder, so I've made it easier for you guys here. So I'm going to give you three names, and you just got to pick which one's been at their club the longest. So Potty. The current mm. score is Potty's on three, Grego two, Birda one. Here we go. Potty. Joe Worrell, not Forest. Joel Ward, Crystal Palace. Or Joanne Goodmunson from Burnley? Um, Joe, Joel, or Joanne? Joe. No, it's Joel Ward from Palace.
1: Mm, Should have known that pot. Should have known, mate. Wardy.
3: Okay, Gregor, you need this to tie Potty at the top. Aaron Cresswell, West Ham. Yeah. Adam Smith, Bournemouth. Or Paul Dumit from Newcastle.
1: Oh, let's go Dummett.
3: Correct. Oh, he's
1: unstoppable. He is unstoppable.
3: Oh, done. Amazing. Yeah. Is Dumit a goalkeeper? Nah. Nah, he's a, nah. uh outside defender, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Uh Berta, last question. Chris Basham from Sheffield United. Rico Henry from Brentford or Max Kilman from Wolves? Kilman. Ooh, Max Kilman. No, it's Chris Basham from Sheffield United. So that gives us Oh, that gives us a tie on top, <laughs> right eh? Um <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't First, prepared for this, Cosy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here is the uh, question uh, tiebreaker. So last week we t- talked about shirts, and Pelly Ruddick was the highest shirt. Yep. Philip Ruddick for for Luton, correct? Former actually Governor by, General. Actually, I looked him up. He actually goes by Mapanzu or Mapazu, or like oh, it's. Okay. Uh, mm. Yeah, so for the listeners out there, uh, how many years and months? Boys, you have a guess. Closest to it wins.
1: How many years and months, what, sorry, has he?
3: For, has Pelly been at Luton?
1: Uh, I'm going to say he's been there for. Six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, seven months. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, he's up there. He's a... So I win. How many years and months? <laughs>
1: Uh eleven years three months.
3: Gregor?
1: Go. Oh I'll split the
0: difference. I'll go five and a half years.
3: Oh God, you're gonna make me work this out. I'm not good at maths, you know that. I think the winner go is potty. Nine years, nine <laughs> months. There you go. There
1: you go. Well <laughs>
3: so, Well
0: maybe if you got his surname right first
3: <laughs> you know. <laughs> How do you say it?
0: There's a heap of our listeners who are now out going getting bloody Ruddock jerseys, but it's actually in Pansu or <laughs> Mate, Blowing up. All um, right. Moving on. Thanks, Cozzy. Another ripper. Uh, match of the round for this week. Potty, who's your match of the round for this week?
1: I couldn't go past United-Liverpool. Yeah. Had to jump in
3: for mm. that. Cozzy? My um, match of the round, Burnley versus Everton. Mm. They're... Mm. Sixteen games in. If Everton get another three points, that'll put them on sixteen points. Burnley have only got eight points yeah. in sixteen games, so there could be a big gap and a big relegation sigh of relief if they can pull that off.
0: Yeah. Mm. I've got a I've got a couple in here because I thought the obvious would come up, but um, Chelsea versus Sheffield United, good old fashioned relegation six pointer. That one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man City versus Palace. This one I've put in there just as a as a talker because. Surely after Palace got a dodgy red card on the weekend. I mean, they're probably getting another three against Man City coming Mm. up. So Palace fans, you're in strife. Super coach managers, fantasy managers. um, Yeah, get all the Palace players out. And the final one, Burnley-Everton. Two high flyers. I mean, the reason I like this one is because, I mean, if Everton get their third in a row... I mean, how much... Fourth are, in a row, mate. Fourth in a row. Oh, my apologies. Oh. <laughs> my apologies. How much are Burnley going to hate the fact that Sean Dyche used to be their manager?
3: Mm.
0: And they're stuck with that city bloke.
2: <laughs> and his company. Anyway. Alberta, uh, match of the round here you got, mate. What? Liverpool man you, but for the reasons that when like once we beat them seven nil like they do these mashup videos of jamie Carragher watching it with gary neville and like every goal every mm. goal you to see a different facial reaction from gary neville so that's the only reason i want to see that really that's yeah no other reason i can feel it all the way down to my plums <laughs> getting all swollen with a light blue hue to them fresh and juicy ready for the picking
0: oh it's gonna be a big one uh, rightio, fantasy football review, lads. Mm. What's our tips of the week, Potty? What do you got, mate?
1: Uh, Villa, as Cosy mentioned before, doing very well at the moment. Uh, they got Brentford coming up. I think there could be some points on offer. Uh, other quick tip, hold firm. Low-scoring weeks could trigger mass trades. Be brave. I think some people are regretting uh, getting rid of Erling Haaland earlier this year. Uh, be brave.
0: Oh, he's gone now. Mate, great choice. Well, he's never really done much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's
3: he's overrated. Uh, Cosy,
0: what do you got, mate?
3: I've got the Liverpool misfit could fit the bill. Mm. So Dominic Solanke's knocking in some goals for uh, Bournemouth. I think he scored four in the last five games. Yeah. Um, they've got Luton, Forest, um, and Fulham coming up. Um, their last game, they've won. Four out of their last five games have had, and the draw that they had in that was against Aston Villa. So, a team in form, um, and he's hitting the back of the net. So he could be well worth um, slotting into your forward lineup.
0: Yeah, and if any of our listeners know how this show works, that means if you are going to make a change, get <laughs> get Raúl Jiménez because um, Solanke's fucked.
3: <laughs> That's who I'll be swapping him for. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Lock it in, <laughs> uh, Bertha. What do you got, mate? Yeah, um,
2: Fulham—they're scoring goals for fun at the moment. Um, Alex Awobi has been a big part of been Ooh, a big part yeah. of that. So um, they've—I I had a look at their tally mm. today.
0: With these arseless chaps. These
2: arseless chaps. Yeah, No, he's <laughs> um, he's in fine goal scoring form, and Fulham <laughs> like they're they're racking up the goals. So yeah, go Fulham, mm. Tack. Yeah. Speaking of racking up um I actually i can't make it oh well See, with that i just <laughs> i
0: just couldn't let, i couldn't let an opportunity well, we slide. Are big in South oh, um wholes- yeah. <laughs> wholesale changes needed is my tip guys um i don't know about you guys but my team is it's gone. Like uh, Basically, I two weeks ago, I thought, you know what? This is a team that is, looks like it's going to flourish. It looks like it's going to go into the Christmas break with confidence. And I reckon about eight of them are now out with injury. Um, yeah. Just when you start thinking up that you're picking up momentum,
1: the fantasy football gods just snap kick you in the chin. <laughs> what, another four weeks until we get our um, second, um, what is it, wildcard? card? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, bring it on! Mm.
2: Yeah. We've still got our, we've oh. still got our free hits and our um, we've all got our triple captains, don't we? Nah, uh, <laughs> I don't, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll give you a tip, mate. Put it on Harland.
2: <laughs> you wanker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Potty. Who am I? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> That's you the wrong feel button.
3: The tension in the air right now. I know I can. I think that's the right button. But who am I?
2: (laughs) Fast wankers!
3: But who am I? You are one pathetic loser. But who am I? The fuck is that guy? But who am I?
0: Rightio, Potty, what do you got for us, mate?
1: Right, boys, here we go. I was born on i was born in london on the 18th of september 1974 my father was a railway worker and my mother was a ford factory worker despite growing up in a rough neighborhood prince william nailed it nailed it yeah he hard times (laughs) no not prince william he was second on the list (laughs) um Despite growing up in this rough neighbourhood and my family had very little money, I veered away from a life of crime due to my strict parenting and towards football. Um, I attended the Portway Primary School in London, and the secondary education at Lister Community School. I was a prodigious schoolboy talent and was part-educated at the FA's School of Excellence. I had a short spell at West Ham United, beginning my career as a striker. I left the youth program at Upton Park after a falling out with a coach. I began my career with Tottenham Hotspur in December 92. Hot Spa. Hot, hot spa. spa. I've decided to give it Spa. Yeah. Ooh. Yep, Hot Spa, mate. I spent nine years at the Spars. Uh, Spurs some people like to go with, but I'll go with the Spars. Scoring 10 goals in 255 appearances and captained the team to victory in the 1999... Cosie. Fo- Cozzy.
3: Jermaine Defoe? No. No,
1: no. No.
0: He hasn't made a first-team appearance for West Ham. I was waiting for that. Hmm. There's a
1: few that went that way uh, In the 1990 Football League Cup final against Leicester City In 2001, I joined Tottenham's North London rivals Arsenal On a free transfer And as a result, I remained 18 oh. <laughs> <Gregor> early. <was> a, <laughs> a, uh. a, a deeply unpopular Grego. Grego Benedict Arnold <laughs> You got it <laughs> Soul Campbell. Soul Campbell. Oh. Oh, Sol Campbell. Campbell. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. I <Cossie. laughs> picked that one for you, Cos. Uh, I know. Mate.
3: I've been so far off on all these who am I's, I'm shit at it. And then I thought I was in with a real chance today and <laughs> fucked it up.
1: Uh, <laughs> I could feel <laughs> the pain in your voice when you realised.
0: If you had to go and back <laughs> the front and said, uh, I, you know, I finished my career as manager of Notts County, isn't that where he ended up? Soul Campbell. Mm. Yeah.
3: Portsmouth. Hey, what did you say? How many
1: goals in how many games? Two fifty five. Oh yep, scoring ten goals. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all.
3: No. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um
0: Portsmouth great. Yep. Sol Campbell.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh
0: Did he win an FA Cup at Portsmouth under Harry Redknapp? Maybe. No.
1: Were you close, Bernard?
2: No. Nah. I was no. Nah. Miles off, but anyway. Rightio, guys, we're going to introduce a new
0: segment to this, uh, this show. Uh, it's called Sign or Decline. Uh, so it's a segment that I'm going to run where I'm basically going to give you guys a couple of players and you're going to tell me, and there's going to be some, some circumstances around the signing that you've got to fit within the framework, and you're going to tell me whether your team would sign them or decline them. Do we get that? Yep. Rightio, the first one we've got is Mateus Cunha from Wolves. You're getting him for £40 million. Pounds. Would your team sign him or decline him? Potty, what do you reckon? Um, now, just to clarify, you need to work within your club's framework so we always know Potty's answer is going to be decline because yep. his club can't <laughs> afford them. But let's just play it for conversation's sake anyway.
1: Yeah, so... Obviously, within the financial realms, the the answer would be uh, no. Um, so you wouldn't be willing yeah. to
0: take an, uh, take another. What would that forty million? Oh, that'd be. Well, my, eye,
1: my eyes are still spinning. thinking about the figures Cosie was talking about with Chelsea a little while ago oh, and yeah. the amount of money they've spent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, look for um, if if money wasn't an issue. Uh, yes, I'll say yes. Yeah, sign yep. Cosie
0: Arsenal signing oh, or declining
3: yeah this is a interesting one because arsenal are in the market for a striker i believe so in the, especially in january like it's an area that one of two areas that needs a bit of bolstering and 40 mil twi- yeah 24 year old who um five goals this this season um they'd be sniffing around i think so mm. sign or decline Decline, decline. Mm. Oh, Berta. Need more proof,
0: Berta, What do you reckon? This guy, yeah, you know, he, he might not look like Cal Drago, but he'll. It's it, yeah, you know, he might get a you some straight goals.
2: Decline. We're we're stacked up front. We don't need to spend forty million there. So no. Yep.
0: Um, I'm going to sign him. Absolutely. We could do with anyone. Um, yes, we need a striker. We need multiple strikers. So yes, United are signing. Mateus Cunha. Right, our next one we've got Senesi from Bournemouth. Defender. Italian Argentinian. What are we doing, Pod? Signing or declining? Uh
1: I'm gonna decline. You're 30 million. Yeah, thirty billion. Yeah, I'm gonna decline. For thirty million, I think uh evidence not doing too bad at the back, so Coszy.
3: Uh decline. We've already got a Rolls Royce and a Bentley. In the back line, so we're we're pretty sweet there. Yeah, you the got
0: it. Are you talking about the the set of
2: teeth with a football jersey? Are you? Birda. Okay, my first question: Does anyone know what foot he is, left or right? Um, left. I mean, he's got two. <laughs> is it are You taking the piss? Is he left?
3: No, no, left-footed. No, no. Mate, you, sa-
0: you sound like Eric Ten Hag. What are you you're not going to play him if he's no, not right foot. No just I've just
2: <laughs> heard rumours that we are uh, after a left-footed centre back. But I just looked at his age. Uh, nah, d- decline. Yeah. And we can do better than that. Yeah. Decline.
0: Okay, yeah. United are declining Sadesi as well. We got Raphael Varane and we got Harry Maguire. He can't get yeah. a start. Yeah, can't get started. Anyway, it uh final sense. one. This one's the big one, and I'm gonna be interested to see what Berta and Coszy come up with this one because this is essentially a title challenge deal. Fifteen million on a maximum six month deal. So this is for in January, this is to to lead the horse home. Karim Benzema from Saudi Arabia. Do you bring him back? Potty, what are you doing? Are you bringing him to Everton? Maybe you could link up with Carlo again.
1: Uh, yeah, look, um, why not? I'll bring him. I'll bring him. (laughs) Why not? Let's just push right out of that relegation zone, get someone else up front. Calvin Lewin's already played more games in a row than he's done in the last six years. Take the points next year? Yep. Absolutely. Cozzy, what are you doing? Is Arsenal bringing
0: Benzema in for six months for that title charge?
3: No. Um, I think it's pretty plain and simple. It doesn't fit the mould of the team. Um, He's a goal scorer. He's obviously a, obviously a proven goal scorer. <laughs> He's a goal
0: scorer. Doesn't fit the mould. No, no, he doesn't.
3: He doesn't. Um, you look at the way they play. Um, you know, just looking at his profile here, defensive actions are very poor. So that's one of the mm, things okay. that an Arsenal striker at the moment does is, is put pressure on teams up the field. So no, it doesn't fit into the mould. I don't think he'd fit into the dressing room. He's a, a pass. Hard right.
2: pass, he yeah he. Yeah, Hard he pass. doesn't much like Cos. We're score we are scoring goals. That area's fine. He there's no role for him in our forward line at the moment. And if he doesn't do the press like Cosy was saying, then no, nah, stay in wherever you are. Al <laughs> theater. Yeah, yeah, right, mate. I was just working on my <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. of him off.
0: Um, as as Cosy alluded to before, Kareem Benzema is a proven goal scorer. And as a Man United fan, I'm going to say decline because we only sign strikers who can't score goals. <laughs> um, rightio, so that is the first round of sign or decline. We'll keep going with that. Uh, and if you've got any interesting players, listeners at home that you'd like to... S- yeah, listen to the crew go over, whether it's a sign or decline. You send them through at Sports Detention on all your social platforms. Sign or decline. Rightio, the final piece, guys, the Who Cares report. You are fake news. And you're getting, you're getting named and shined.
1: You should have gone to Spectator's Charlie, because I'll tell you what, he's not offside.
0: Well,
3: maybe you should go also then, Jeff, because uh, you couldn't see driving home the other night.
1: Constitution,
2: it's marvo, it's justice, it's law. Look, I, I think the number one factor that should be considered here who cares? Righty, Alberto, who cares report? What do you got for us this week, mate? Uh, uh, literally anything that comes out of Mikel Arteta's mouth at the moment. Like. <laughs> 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 For all the shit that I've sat and endured about you guys and Jurgen Klopp, this guy, <laughs> this guy is is either surpassed or is on par. He <laughs> he whinges for free. He's he's Jurgen esque at the moment with the way that that what was the pitch not right the other day or or something like that. He looks like. When he's on the sideline, is that kid that's just gonna about to lose his shit in Target all the time? You just know that the mum's just hanging on or the dad's just hanging on. (laughs) And these press conferences, they're just hard to watch, they're embarrassing. Like, it's just like, will you shut up, you fucking knob? That's about it. <laughs> wouldn't
0: it? Wouldn't it have been funny? So he was obviously given a touchline ban against Villa. Wouldn't it be funny if they had him lock in that Hannibal Lecter mask <laughs> and in like a on one of the and they wheeled him Another into the trolley. stadium <laughs> oh. <laughs> in the trolley? <laughs> oh, because they had the image of him coming in. He's obviously seen the chairman and and Edou was up in the stand as well. The obviously the director of football and yeah, oh mate, yeah. Yeah, he's having he's having a rough go, old Mikel. Hmm.
3: you say baited him in the press conference? If you saw it, like they asked him about the goals and VAR, and he, well, was, that, having he gonna, was having none of it. That's what's going to having none of it.
0: That's what's going to happen, though. Like you know, yeah. the, the media aren't they aren't stupid. Like they're gonna they're gonna you know, keep pressing you. And, and especially when you come up with ridiculous responses like you did last week. I mean, they're just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, we didn't talk about that much, Cosy. but oh, I'm assuming it's across the board. It's a handball. So I, I know you're upset about it. But...
3: Oh, the goal, the yeah. VAR. Oh. oh, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's a handball. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... it's um. It's a joke. It's, a <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. an absolute joke. I mean, which team <laughs> are we talking about? But my 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 bigger issue is the one with um um Jesus Jesus in in when he getting kicked in the leg and like I, I don't know I don't oh. understand it. I yeah. don't understand it. If you saw that one, I did. You tell. know the the referee didn't call it. I mean, it's it's there's touches less this year. And fouls that are yeah. so brief, and blokes getting kicked while their legs on the ground in a stable position, and then they fall over and they get a penalty. And here, this bloke is in mid air, gets kicked. Mm. You know, there's contact. Yeah. Um. And let me ask you this: if it wasn't him, if it was another player, and pick a, pick a Premier League side, would they have got the penalty? Is he judged on his reputation, which is not the cleanest of? Mm. Footballers is he judged on his reputation? Do you think or not? Yeah, um, I
2: think he's just judged because his manager's a wanker. Yeah,
3: he's what?
2: His oh. manager's a wanker.
3: Oh,
0: I was going to say, look, let's bring it back around, and who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's gone exactly. now.
3: Exactly, onwards and upwards, onwards yeah. and upwards.
0: Um, look, another one I found in the Who Cares report was, um, and. Manchester United, I've spoken about it, gets the clicks. Manchester United are apparently lining up a sixty million pound move for AC Milan keeper Mike Mannion. Now, I've already spoken to you guys about the financial dire straits that we find ourselves. So how this shit still gets written, I don't get it. We just bought a keeper in the off season. It's not happening. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, but brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because January is coming. Winter is coming, and basically all this rubbish journalism is is upon us.
1: You know how to get the clicks. Absolutely.
0: Oh righty, Anything else
3: from the Who Cares report? Any any late comers, boys? I was just going to add in there. I was reading earlier in the week that um, talking about the Euros later on. Or, or coming up that the England wives and girlfriends they were going to stay in a three thousand dollar a night castle oh, while they yes. w- supported their fellow what uh, they supported each other because Daryl you know, Kerrigan it pr- <laughs> yeah it was pretty strict in uh, at the World Cup so in Qatar you know so they got to let their hair down mm. so three thousand dollars a night how, how many nights do you reckon that'll you know how much is that going to end up costing them do you reckon?
0: Three thousand bucks a night, England to get knocked out in How the far? group phase.
3: <laughs> oh, Two sorry, weeks.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably let's say three weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. So yeah, what's that about forty-five grand? So, so yeah. they'll be living it up.
0: Yep. Jump change, mate. Find Fine. it in the ashtray. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Well. Cool. I mean, you got to keep the WAGs happy. Well, mate. Because, you know, if you talk shit about the WAGs, I mean, you go to court and you get Rebecca Vardied. <laughs> oh.
3: <sighs>
0: Not allegedly she was found guilty. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: And anyway, go Colleen. <laughs> Rightio, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Sports Detention Football Show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board. Um, as always, get us on the socials at Sports Detention. Uh, get any of your additional content that you'd like to hear on the show, questions, and just just some good old-fashioned banter. Get it out
1: there. Anything to add before we finish up, lads? It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Up the toffees.
3: Yeah. Thanks, boys. It's going to be a good game this week, good round of matches, and see which red team comes out on top.
2: Mm.
1: We all
0: know that answer. (laughs) Okay. I look forward to chopping that (laughs) one up. (laughs) Radio and from us here at the Sports Attention Football show we say good night.